0: you Convinced that the octopus gangsters caused the avalanche from which they barely escaped at Da Shen Lu, Speed, Clint, and Barney decide to take off that very night instead of at dawn as originally planned. Meanwhile, the octopus and Quan Wu start a flight for Lhasa, the sacred city of Tibet, leaving the fleet of planes and the aviators stationed at Black Pass to stop the secret police in case they escape their planned fate at Da Shen Lu. The boys know nothing of this latest development, however, and we find them flying at a very high altitude as they approach the treacherous mountain range of Tibet, Niancheng Tang La. Ooh, it's getting cold. It's even colder than it was at Dash and Well, that's because we're flying at a much higher altitude, Jean. And don't forget that Tibet is the highest country in the world. Three-fourths of it is well over 10,000 feet above sea level. Oh, well, this... Uh... This high altitude certainly affects one's breathing. Oh, do you want the oxygen tank, Dr. Kingsley? No, thank you. I'll be all right if we don't go any higher. Clint, I was wondering about Jean and speed.
2: Oh, I'm all right, Daddy. I like being high like this. Makes me feel sort of breathless and
0: excited. <laughs> well, just know it doesn't make you feel too breathless, Jean. Now, be sure and let us know if you have any real difficulty in breathing, won't you? We have plenty of oxygen along for just such emergencies.
3: Well, I guess we won't have to use it now, Clint. guess we'll fly at a lot higher altitude than this before we catch up with the octopus. So we'd better save the oxygen until then.
0: Has Barney got the automatic pilot on, Clint? Oh, no, Bob. Uh, Not with these mountains around us. Often he flies between them instead of over them. Use of the automatic pilot would be fatal under such flying conditions.
3: Clint, what was the other name of this mountain range?
0: Oh, you mean the English name, James? Yes. Uh, The Spirit of the Expanse of Great Fear.
1: That name frightens me. Why do they call it that?
0: Well, I imagine the Tibetans are superstitious, honey. Such high mountains are always dangerous, so rather than admit physical fear, the Tibetans, probably people Nien Chendang La, with evil spirits, is uh, creatures of their own imagination.
3: I'm not afraid of things like that, Daddy. But the octopus and his men are waiting there at Black Pass. They're more terrible than these mountains, even evil spirits or anything else.
0: Well, you needn't worry a little, here about the octopus, Jean. Clint, Speed, Barney and Bob will take care of it. How are you planning the attack, Clint? Well, frankly, I don't know yet. First, we'll have to see what conditions we have to face before planning how we're going to face them. Are you going to capture the octopus and his gang alive, Clint? I'd like to, Speed. But if worst comes to worst, we can bomb Black Pass from the air. That would save the secret police and the world a lot of trouble. And it's the way the octopus would take if our positions were reversed. But I have orders to bring him in alive if possible. And I intend following those orders. Clint! Oh, Clint, come here. Coming, Barney. Oh, well, what's up, fellow?
3: I just talked to the hospital again over the short wave set, and Li Ying is still out cold. Looks like
0: concussion of the brain, all right. Well, yeah, that isn't so good. I'm convinced that Ying had something important to tell me before we took off from Hong Kong. He told me as much. Chang prevented that, and now there's no telling how long he'll be unable to talk. Yeah, that's bad luck.
3: Our Hong Kong operator in the hospital not knowing what's going on. Who's taking this place meantime? Uh, Wong. You remember him? Oh, yeah. But he didn't have all the inside dope on the job we're working on like Ying did. No, and Ying certainly didn't have a chance to
0: tell him about it either before his accident. I guess we can only depend on the Hong Kong office for emergency supplies or reinforcements, Barney. We'll have to do all the undercover work on our own.
3: That's right, pal. We can keep in touch with our stations, but once we crack up or our radio goes on the blink, we're entirely on our own. Yes, and so are Dr. Kingsley and little Jean. Yeah, that ain't so good. If we run into an ambush at Black Pass, we're just as liable to get shot out of the sky as not. That'll be tough on the Doc and the Kid.
0: Say, Barney... I've changed my mind. Uh, uh, huh? Head the ship for Nag Chukha instead of the Black Pass. Nag Chukha. What is that? It's a, one of the main gateways of the holy city of Lhasa, and one of the safest places in Tibet, since everyone is under the strictest surveillance. And no one can pass through to Lhasa without authorized permission. Then why go there? It's a cinch the octopus won't be there. But naturally. But I want to leave the doctor and Jean at Nag Chukha. I know there'll be a no danger there, and we can then continue on to the Black
3: Pass with free minds. Free my foot? Flying into the den of the octopus ain't my
0: idea of freedom. Ah, oh, you know what I mean. We, accustomed to danger, expect it. But we're we'll apt to be over careful when the lives of two innocent people are involved.
3: Hey, if that's true, then let's take on more passengers. When you're near the octopus, it's impossible
0: to be over careful. <laughs> All right, wise guy. Are you going to head for now,
3: If you hadn't been so busy talking, you would have noticed that I turned her nose in that direction. Leastways this map says it's in that direction.
0: Well, of course, it's always a good idea to follow a map.
3: Yeah, but one thing maps don't show is what's waiting for you when you come to the place you're looking for. (laughs)
2: Why do you continually look behind us? Do you expect to see someone following our plane?
1: Yes, Master. I must admit that I do. Suppose Clint Barlow should not go to the Black Pass first, but to Lhasa instead. Let
2: him. I expect to reach Lhasa before he could. There's but one chance in a million that he would see
1: us. But Barlow is known for making good on his one chance.
2: Enough. Secret police will go to the Black Pass first. That I am sure of. There is no reason for them to change their plans cannot possibly know that I am no longer there.
1: I sincerely hope that you are right, Master, now that we are flying alone.
2: We shall not be alone long. I have already arranged for our men to prepare for our arrival in Lhasa. I wish to resume our smuggling activities over the most profitable route we have, the one between Tibet and India over the Himalayas. We have a big program ahead of us, Kuan Wu. There is no time for fear and imagination.
1: Yes, Master, I shall remember. From this time on, I shall give no voice to my fears. Good. Are we stopping at Nagchuka or flying directly to Lhasa?
2: We shall stop at Nagchuka. Remember, Wu, I have established a character for myself here in Tibet. I am Paul a scientist carrying on experiments in the comparative quiet of Tibet that will revolutionize the world. <laughs> Little does the Tibetan government realize how much they will revolutionize the world.
1: <laughs> and all our activities can be safely carried on under the cloak of science?
2: Yes, easily. Without my mask, I am Paul Mounier. With it, I am the octopus. And no one must ever know that both are the same men.
1: You plan to remove your mask before landing at Nag then?
2: Of course. But I shall change my appearance by following Barlow's example. I shall use makeup as a disguise.
1: But this claim... Plane... It will be noticed, of course. Not many pass this way. Will it not be reported to the secret police should they reach as far as Norgzuka?
2: No. Because of my reputation as Paul Meunier, the scientist, I can forbid the officials to say anything of my goings and comings. I shall say that I must have absolute privacy surrounding my experiments. Otherwise, I shall seek seclusion somewhere else in the world. The... uh, The Tibetan government will not do anything to lose the fat fee I am paying them for such privacy.
1: You make it all seem so easy, master.
2: Anything is easy, Wu, if one has courage. But if one hesitates, then all is lost. Remember that. I shall. And now I see Nagchuka ahead of us. You are to say nothing when others are around us. I shall introduce you as my mute colleague... whose brain is all the more keen because of enforced silence. Remember, never utter a sound... When there is anyone near to listen.
1: I shall remember.
2: I shall still call you Wu since it is a fairly common name. And now, make ready for our landing.
0: Seems like we should have reached Nogchuk how long ago, Barney. Hold
3: your horses, pal. After all, I was almost at Black Pass when you changed your mind about where to land. We could have reached Nagchuka a lot quicker if I'd pointed for it in the beginning. Oh, I know, I know. (laughs) How do you like Tibetan flyers? It's plenty tricky. Them mountains create some terrific downdrafts, and you never know what sort of wind you're going to find at the different altitudes. Suffering doodles, but the winds do blow in Tibet. Yeah, I heard that it started around 11 in the morning and sometimes blew all night. That's a comforting thought to carry when you try to make a landing. Feel this crate. It's bucking like a Bronco. Uh, You want me to fly her for a while? No, thanks. I'll finish the job. How are the
0: folks in the cabin? As well as could be expected. Jean didn't like the idea of being left behind while we went adventuring, as she put it. But I think the doctor was relieved. I don't
3: blame him. (laughs) Poor duck. For a long time, he was getting along just fine in Hong Kong. Carrying on his practice as a doctor, dabbling enough in government to make it interesting. Then boom, along comes us and the octopus and everything goes haywire with him. You never know what's going to happen, I guess. Just about the time you get things figured out and running smooth and somebody throws a wrench in the work. Yeah, and you land in Tibet. Don't tell me. I know all the answers.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they're
3: generally the wrong answers. Oh, yeah? yeah. See, see, I think that snug you, car head. I sure hope so. And after this, if we always get wind in the afternoon in Tibet, I'll do all my flying in the morning. Hi, fellas. Hi, kid. We're almost there, aren't we? How'd you know? Oh, I was figuring our mileage and how much the wind probably cut our speed down. Comparing all that to the distance shown on the map, I figured we ought to be about there. Listen to him. Maybe he should be flying this crate. (laughs) You taught your pupil too well, Barney. Speed will be flying rings around you before you know it. Oh, no. One thing I do know, and that's flying. The kid might fly as good as me someday, but he'll have to reach my age before he can. Uh,
0: We'll let him keep his illusions for the time being, Speed, because we'll land soon. Oh, boy, am I excited. There's not a whole lot known about the We'll almost be like explorers That's no lie
3: We'll probably have to go places where no one else would go Before we're out of this mess Ah, quit singing the blues Look sharp for a landing field, Barney I am Ain't I been losing altitude all the time? Yeah, but that can mean anything, including a crack-up You just keep your feathers smooth and let me fly this ship, old pal Say, look below us, fellas On the port side Another ship, it's
0: grounded Well, yes it... Boys, that's the octopus plane You... what? Sure, don't you recognize it? We've caught up with him at last. Yeah, but now that we've caught up with him, just what are we going to do with him? <coughs>